Greetings, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another episode of Pastor's Passion. Today's episode is all about fighting foes and facing fears. Today's episode is all about fighting foes and facing fears. In the book of 1 Samuel, Samuel was given the assignment to go and anoint a young boy named David. David was just a youth at the time, but God told Samuel that it wasn't any of David's other brothers that he chose to be a leader. It was David. Along his journey of preparation for purpose, David was tending sheep one day, and his dad, Jesse, told him to uh, come and take some cheese and a bunch of other things out to the men, including his brothers, that were away at the war uh, with the rest of the men of, of Israel. But when David arrived, when he arrived out uh, in the field and in the trenches where the war was supposed to be taking place, where his brother and all the other men of uh, Israel were, uh, David heard something that stirred up the gift that was inside of him. Uh, that God had already placed in him to uh, be anointed and to be chosen and to be uh, gifted and trained and educated uh, to be the leader that he had, that God had called him to be. David heard Goliath, uh, a giant, who was taunting the entire army of Israel. And it moved David to a point of passion where and while the army, the entire army was filled with fear. David was so moved by what he heard from Goliath and what he witnessed from the men in the army of the children of Israel that David decided to trust that God could defeat Goliath. Now David was just a young boy and According to scripture, Goliath was much taller than any man in the valley, which would make him that much taller than David. Now, Goliath's strength or his sword or his shield or even what he said didn't faze David. Uh, David, even though he did not have height, he did have heart. So today, we're going to talk about fighting foes and facing your fears. Fighting foes and facing fears. Settle in. Open your Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I'll be right back after this message and we'll get right into the word. Thanks for watching. Welcome to another episode of A Pastor's Passion. I'm Pastor Keith and I'll be right back.
do when your fears are bigger than you or, and your foes, the foes that you're fighting are bigger than you? What do you do when the thing that you are facing uh, is making you cower in fear and the foes that you are fighting uh, are making you cower in fear? Let's open your Bible to the uh, book of First. Samuel chapter 17 and see what God has to say about fighting your foes and facing your fears when they are both bigger than you. Chapter 17 verse 1 says, Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together at Shoko, which belongeth to Judah and pitched between Shoko and Azekah in Ephesda Mim. And verse 2 says, And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle in array, one group of men after another. They set the battle in array against the Philistines and the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side and there was a valley in between them. Verse four says, and there went out a champion, and there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath. Now, Goliath was from Gath, a place called Gath, whose height, uh, Goliath's height was six cubits and a span. Now, the conversion table, uh, six cubits and a span. Now, the conversion table uh, is equal to one and one-half feet. Uh, and, and if that's true, it would mean Goliath is six cubits times 1.5, which equals nine feet. Now, I am a six-foot man, uh, which would make Goliath three, foot, three feet taller than me. And the Bible doesn't stop there. It says Goliath was nine feet tall, but it also says six cubits and a span. So Goliath was at least nine feet tall. I'm six feet tall. Goliath was at least nine feet tall plus a span, which means that he was probably 10, 11, 12 feet tall. So Goliath was at least nine feet tall, maybe 10, we'll, we'll leave it right there. And if you had to fight anything or anyone at least nine feet tall, if you had to fight anything or anyone at least nine feet tall, you would think that you're gonna need a weapon uh, to bring down anything or anyone that's at least nine feet tall. You would think that you're going to need a weapon uh, that is, can bring down anyone who is, anyone or anything who is at least uh, nine feet tall. So let's take a look. Verse 5 uh, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17 says, And he and Goliath had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. 5,000 shekels of brass. So Goliath was tall and strong. Verse 6 says, And he had greaves 
of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, meaning it shone uh, probably like the sun or like a laser beam. Uh, and the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron and one bearing a shield went before him. Maybe his armor bearer had to carry his shield. Verse 8 says, And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel. Goliath stood and shouted to the armies of Israel, saying unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine, and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. And verse 9, if he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. And But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine Goliath said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together, that we may battle. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Fear of one man made an entire army afraid. Fear of one man made an entire army afraid. Verse 12. Now David, again, David, young boy, was the son of that Ephratite of Bethlehem, Judah whose name was Jesse, and he had eight sons. And the man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. Jesse was up in age. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to the battle. And the names of his three sons that went to battle were Eliab, Eliab, the firstborn, and next unto him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. And David, I'm in verse 14, and David was the youngest, and the three eldest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. Verse 16, and the Philistine drew near, Goliath drew near morning and evening and presented himself 40 days. Now I could, I could take that. Uh, 40 days right there and go from the beginning of the Bible almost to the probably all the way to, through to Revelation and, and preach uh, countless sermons on just the number 40 uh, or 40 days because uh, 40 something always something great always happens when 40 days uh, are involved something great happened when Jesus fasted 40 days something great happened up on the mountain when uh, Moses was up there 40 days and 40 nights. Something happened when Moses was uh, in the wilderness 40 days. Something great happened when the children of Israel were made to wander 40 uh, years in the wilderness. Something great always happens around the number 40. Verse 17, And Jesse said unto David his son, Take it now for thy brethren an ephah of this parched corn and these ten loaves, and run to the camp of thy brethren. Now, there's a war going on. And if you've ever seen war on television or if you've ever seen 
war in images or video or, or anywhere that you've ever witnessed war, it's war. There's uh, all kinds of, of carcasses and all kinds of dead bodies and all kinds of destruction and uh, bombing and, and things of that nature. But these were men that were in armor and they were fighting with swords and, and shields and they may have had slingshots to, to sling across from one army to the next, but there was a war going on. And here Jesse sends his youngest son, David, a boy, teenage boy, out to the war site to take his brothers some a plate of cheese and something else. There's a war going on. And Jesse is of the mindset that because Goliath is out there, there's not going to be a war. Some folks are going to get killed, so you might as well feed them before they die. Verse 17, And Jesse said unto David his son, Now take now for thy brethren an ephah of this part's corn, and take these ten loaves, and run to the camp of thy brethren, and carry these ten cheeses, plate of cheese, unto the captain of their thousand, and look how thy brethren fare, and take their pledge. Jesse is sending David, his youngest son, a boy, out to be a spy, into the trenches where the war is going on, to see how his, the rest of his sons are making out. Verse 19, now Saul, King Saul, and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench, place where the war is being held. They dug a trench so they could get down in it and strategize and prepare their array and put men over here and men over here and men over here so if they if the Philistines kill this group they won't get to the other groups they set an array of men so that if the first line falls the next line has to step up in battle uh, it's an array uh, out in the trenches and as the host was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle so for Israel, verse 21, and the Philistines had put the, the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of a keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brother. And verse 23 says, and as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, the Goliath by name of the armies of the Philistines and spake according to the, to the same words and David heard them. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Goliath comes up every day and every evening uh, to taunt the army, the, the entire army of the children of Israel, all the men of Israel with swords and shields, and here David is, a young boy. He hears Goliath, and his only response 
is very, very simple. It, it, it's about faith. Faith comes by hearing. So let's read on and find out exactly what David does next. Verse 24 reads, And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him. From him. Verse 24 reads, And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, when they saw Goliath, they fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up, and it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. So the king's king, King Saul, is willing to uh, place a bounty on the head of Goliath. Uh, from, for any man who kills Goliath, he will make him rich and free. Verse 26 says, And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, To confirm what shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God. And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, David's eldest brother, heard when David spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And Eliab said, Why camest thou down hither? Why did you come down here? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? You ain't nothing but a young boy. What, what in your right mind has you down here in the trenches where the war is going on to begin with? You are nothing but a sheep keeper. I know thy pride, David, and the naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. Fear will have you fighting against someone who is not a foe. Fear will have you fighting against someone who is not your foe. Verse 29, And David said, What have I now done? Is there, are, is there not a cause? Verse 29 says, and David says, What have I done now? Do you have any cause against me? I'm standing here. I was sent out down here by Jesse, our father, to bring you some food what have I done? I haven't done anything. I'm sitting here talking and conversating with the rest of you. You guys aren't out there fighting. So we're just sitting here having a conversation. Verse 30 says, And David turned from him toward another man and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again. David ignored him. And the people answered David again after the former manner. So they repeated what they told David before. King Saul is going to make any man who killeth Goliath rich and free. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. David, this young boy, is saying to King Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of Goliath. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. I young boy, David, uh, uh, me by myself against all these thousands of men will go and fight Goliath. Verse 33, verse 
33 says, And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant keep his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and smote him, and, I, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Verse 36 says, Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. Brothers and sisters, fear will make your faith kick in and fight the battle for you. I'll be right back. Be sure to listen to more great lessons, ideas, strategies, and tips from Pastor Keith's podcast by searching for Pastor Keith Hammond on iTunes. Welcome back. So now we have young boy David addressing King Saul, and he has told Saul that he's given Saul his testimony that he has killed a lion and a bear and rescued a lamb out of their mouths and slew both of them uh, with a knife. And David now knows, not believes, he knows that he has the faith inside of him to take on, not only take on, but defeat Goliath. And verse 37 says, David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. So King Saul has given David, this young boy, uh, who is not even a member of the army, uh, the permission to go and fight Goliath, who is the leader of the other army and the biggest in the land. They had given this young boy, David, permission to go. Now, you would think that because David is a young boy, uh, that he's probably going to get out there and get killed immediately. Uh, you would think that David, being a young boy, would not have the, the wherewithal of, or the knowledge of war, uh, and he would go out there and get killed immediately. And you would think that David, being a young boy, would not have the experience of all the rest of the men in the army, uh, and he would go out there and get killed immediately. And you would think that David, being a young boy, would go out there with nothing more than his experience of killing a lion or his testimony of killing a lion and a bear. But David has something else. And if you thought any of those things, you would be wrong. So King Saul says to David, he says, Go, and may the Lord be with thee. And your faith... See, your faith will make those around you who fear have faith too. Verse 38, And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head, and also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go. He prepared himself to go, for he had not proved it. He had not tried it out. And David said unto Saul, 
I, I cannot go with these. I can't take these with me into the battle uh, because I have not proved them. I have not tried them out and I have not used them before. I have not proven that they will work for me. And so David uh, put them off. Verse 40, and he took his staff, I'm in chapter 17, verse 40, and David took his staff in his hand, in one hand, and he chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, and even in a script, small bag. And his sling was in his hand. David had a sling and some stones and his staff. And he drew near to the Philistine, verse 41 reads, And the Philistine, Goliath, came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield, Goliath's armor bearer, went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, <laughs> for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine, Goliath, said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? Uh, you, you, boy, you don't even have a sword or a shield or, or armor, and you come to me with, with, with a stick and some rocks. The Goliath cursed David by his gods, by Goliath's gods. Verse 44, And the Goliath, the Philistine, said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to Goliath, Thou comest to me with the sword and with the spear and with the shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Brothers and sisters, faith does not falter. It does not fail. Therefore, it does not fear. David is standing before the giant Goliath and he has no fear. And all the fear in every single man arrayed all over the field in this preparation for them to battle, uh, for the men of Israel to battle the army of the Philistines, uh, all the fear that is amongst all of them, David has none of it. Faith does not falter and it does not fail. So it does not fear. Verse 46 says, This day, this day, will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and will give the carcass, your carcass, of the host of the Philistines, your carcass and the carcasses of all the hosts of your army, to the, of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with swords and spears for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands and it came to pass when the Philistine arose when Goliath arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hastened. <clears throat> David didn't hesitate, he hastened. And ran toward the army to meet the Philistine, to meet Goliath head on. 
And it was at that moment that the most powerful thing that you will read in this chapter happened. The fear of the army of the living God sat on the shoulders of this young boy named David who was about to kill the giant. Verse 48 reads again, And it came to pass, when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hastened, he didn't hesitate, he hastened, and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And it came to pass, and it came to pass, and it came to pass. See, all you have to do is walk in faith. And whatever it is that you are facing will lose the battle, and it will come to pass. Verse 49. And David put his hand in his bag, and he took thence a stone, and he slang it, and he smote Goliath, smote Philistine in his forehead, and that stone sunk into Goliath's forehead, and Goliath fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone, and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in David's hand. David didn't come to the battle with the sword. Therefore David ran and stood upon Goliath and took Goliath's own sword and drew it out of his sheath and slew him. And he cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they all fled. How many know how many of you out there know that when the head is cut off, the body will fall? That is why it is so important and was so important for Jesus to come to the earth because he is the head of the body. Jesus is the head of the body of Christ. Jesus is the head of the body. And without Jesus, we have no body. We have no body. Without Jesus, we are no body. And without Jesus, we have no body. There is no body of Christ. And without Jesus, we have no physical body. See, there are so many parallels and so many uh, idioms and so many ideals within this text that I could really go off into left field, go out to right, into right field and, and straight down center field and teach uh, on many variables within this text uh, because there are so many parallels back to Jesus and so many parallels back to the gospel and so many parallels. Here we are in the early part of the Old Testament and young boy David is not even king yet. He's still David, youth, the, the David that we know uh, that kills Goliath. But Goliath himself, nine feet tall plus, nine feet tall plus, and David probably four, maybe five feet tall, Goliath was slain by David, uh, just a youth, because the faith that David had, David's own faith, faced the entire army's fear. Verse 52 reads, And the men of Israel and of Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines until thou come into the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way to Shireen, even unto Gath and unto Ekron. And verse 53 reads, And the children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines, 
and they took the spoils from their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to the Jerusalem. But he put his armor in his own tent. And when Saul saw David go forth against the Philistine, King Saul saw David go uh, forth against the Philistine and facing the fear of the entire army. Uh, he said unto Abner, the captain of the host, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As thy soul liveth, O king, I cannot tell. And the king said, Inquire thou whose son this stripling is. And as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of Goliath in his hand, with the head of the Philistine, Goliath in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son art thou, young, thou young man? And David answered, I am the son of thy servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. There are so many old adages that I could use here, uh, but I'll just remind you of a few. Uh, the one that comes to mind immediately is, is the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Another that comes to mind is that big things come in very, very small packages. David was just a young boy when he faced the giant that everybody else feared. So what is your fear today? What are you facing today, right now, today? Uh, whatever it is that you are facing, whatever it is that you are fighting, uh, your faith uh, can help you get through it, to overcome it, to get past it, uh, to no longer have to deal with it. But you have to believe that you can. You cannot hesitate, you have to hasten. You have to quicken yourself to the place to where you don't think about it, you just do it. Doesn't it say something if one of your kids or one of your little brothers or your baby sister uh, has to come and face something or someone that you are afraid of? Doesn't it say something if one of your uh, little, your youngest siblings or your little brother or little sister or, or you know, someone who is younger than you in the family has to come and face uh, a fear or fights an enemy that you are afraid of and you are much older than them and uh, you and your other siblings are so afraid that uh, you can't bring yourself to face uh, the enemy that or the foe that you are having to fight or, or fight uh, or face the fear that you are having to, to face but the young the heart of a young child uh, will come and go in your place doesn't that say something about you and, and where you are in, in your walk of, of faith and and where you are in your walk with Christ, doesn't it say something about you as a person, uh, if you would allow? Uh, you know, it, it always bugs me when I read this chapter, why King Saul said go, and allowed David, this young boy, to go uh, to fight the army's battle. Not King Saul's battle, the entire army's battle. King Saul gave David the permission to go. Him, David himself, as one young boy, King Saul gave David permission to go and fight the battle for the rest of the army when they couldn't even face the fear themselves. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter who you are or who you are related to, God can use you. 
It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, God can use you. It doesn't matter what foe you are fighting or what fear you are facing, God can use you. It doesn't matter how big you are or how small you are or how wide or how deep or how broad your enemy is, God can use you. See, God can take his able, he can take your willing. See, David, all David had really was, was willingness to go when everyone else didn't. God can take your willingness and put it together with his able and, and make miracles happen. God can take your willing and put it together with his able and make you a winner. Your enemy cannot stand against God. Your giant cannot stand against God. Your fear cannot stand against God. Your own foe or all the foes combined cannot stand against God. What is it that you are facing? What is it that you fear? What is it that has you cowering uh, behind the trenches and behind a wall of protection that won't let you emerge and become and fully emerge into the, God, the person that God has created you to be? What is it that you are being held back by? Or who is it that you are being held back by? Is it drugs or alcohol or the spirit of uh, abortion or is it the spirit of uh, abuse? Uh, whatever spirit is holding you back, whatever fear is that you are facing, uh, I'm a living witness. Um, I used to have a, a fear long, 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 long time ago, it left me a long time ago, a fear of public speaking. And I've been speaking so much in the public that I've never thought about it since. But it was a, a real genuine fear of mine and I couldn't get over it until I faced it. I had to get up and I had to face it. And now I've done dozens, hundreds of messages uh, for you uh, to be able to be a living witness of my own testimony and to be a living witness to my own growth. Um, because I didn't get here today where I am today. I had to come on a journey from where I used to be to today. I used to be one way and now I'm this way today. So whatever it is that you are facing, whatever it is that you fear, uh, let God's faith, the faith that God has placed in you, uh, help you to overcome it. If you've got a problem, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, we could talk, we can make an endless list of problems and an endless list of enemies and an endless list of things that you have to face. Faith, faith is the only thing that you're going to need to overcome them all. You have to learn that it doesn't matter how big your enemy is, God is bigger. It doesn't matter how many enemies you have, God is still bigger. It doesn't matter what your fear is or how big it is or how big that you think it is or how big it looks to you, God is still bigger than that. I'm Pastor Keith. May God bless you. And thanks for watching another episode of A Pastor's Passion. May God bless you and may he keep you today and always. In Jesus' name, go in faith.